Dustin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? Como esta? Bien, y tú? <laughs> uh, como se dice, tired. <laughs> oh, wow. Cansado. I'm tired. Cansado. Muy cansado. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año felicidad. How was your weekend? You know, it was good. It was really rainy on Saturday, so that was just perfect to stay inside and mm-hmm. watch um, TV all day. So that's what I did on Saturday. Sunday was really um, nice. Like once it finally cleared up, it was super cold, but mm-hmm. it was clear. So we just went for like a really long walk and um, enjoyed what we could of the day. Cute. Yeah. How was your weekend? My weekend was also uh, consumed with a lot of TV watching. I've watched more TV this year than any year in my life thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did watch the Selena series oh. on Netflix. I know a lot of people are um, not supporting it, but I did, I did watch. And it was enjoyable. It was okay. It was okay. Um, but just a lot of watching TV. Did you die too. at the end? Well, actually, I didn't finish all the way because I got distracted. <laughs> I'm, I like a few more episodes. Um, yeah, but then like, I got back to the movie. My boyfriend and I started like trying to get into the Christmas spirit. We were watching lots of Christmas movies, like, playing Christmas songs. And you're right, Sunday was super nice. Uh, so we, we too decided to go for a little walk and ended up at the Reading Terminal grabbing some like, stuff for dinner. Ooh, no man. It was like right there and convenient. And the that aisle line has really, it has really great poinsettias. But it, on Sunday, it wasn't crowded at all. And we just kind of like mm. ran through there real quick. And we did walk by on the walk. We like saw the, the tree at City Hall. Mm-hmm. And we walked around the perimeter, like the outside of Love Park, where they usually have the Christmas village. Christmas village, yeah. And usually it's like jam-packed in there. And there's like, so hundreds of vendors i want to say it was at maybe 20 percent of what it usually is and that's being generous it was maybe a 10 there were so few vendors it was very bleak mm-hmm. it was actually quite depressing and sad and it actually ruined the christmas it just didn't it was just like you know what we got to give up on christmas this year or just detach it from any other idea that you had of christmas from years past yeah we um were downtown we were just walking when they were like setting up this was a few weeks ago but the um, things I read about the Christmas Village was that they are limiting capacity. So I don't know, maybe, was there a line, like people waiting to get in? No, there wasn't a lot um, of people in there. I mean, there was there was maybe 30 people in there, Max. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> and all yeah. of Love Park. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were saying it's, um, like, you can only enter one way. You're supposed to, like, keep walking. You can't stop. Or if no. you stop at, like, a stand, you can't go back to, like, a previous stand. It's Correct. one way slow. You have to stand while you eat. And I don't even think they're doing like that signature mug they have where you give like the, the like oh, they spiked did, cider. They, they, did do. Have, they do have the signature uh, mugs with the mulled wine. Um, but the layout is correct. You do have to like go one way with the flow of traffic. Mm-hmm. But the park is, if you think of the park like a city block, you can walk, the way they have you walk through, they have you walk from one diagonal end to the other. 
mm-hmm. but it's, it's not from corner to corner. So like I got yelled mm-hmm. at because I tried to go left to start at the beginning of the row and they're very serious about the directions there. But we spent all of three minutes at the mm-hmm. Christmas village <laughs> and bounced because it was so sad and so bleak. Mm-hmm. But that was pretty much it. My weekend has just been very, very chill. But I'm beginning to like staying in the house, you know, now that I'm forced to. It's, it's just watching a lot of TV, doing lots of jigsaw puzzles, lots of cooking, and that's it. Doing these puzzles, too. First off, let me let me ask you a question real quick, because uh-huh. I think I need to have an intervention with you. Why? And your cooking. Girl, I saw what you posted the other day. What? Oh, your stories. Which which thing? That was not avocado toast. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you had in mind. That avocado toast was amazing. It was one of the best avocado toasts with a ribeye steak on Mm -hmm. top. That steak looked blue in the middle. And a pesto chimichurri. It was medium raw. And actually the one I pictured was mine. Mine was medium. It was beautiful. The steak just like disintegrated Ooh, no, in your mouth. And this nice <laughs> gluten-free bread. Still alive. Gluten-free, no man. <laughs> <laughs> Pesto mm, and the avocados. It was a lot going on on that but plate. It was so delicious. Did mm-hmm. you see my um, my smoked gouda grits with my andouille sausage and shrimp? That was also very delicious. Mm, I didn't see that. I, stuff, I closed out. Habano peppers. You shut. You shut down after my avocado I toast. Down. I was like, no man, what are you doing? I got so many no, comments about the man. avocado toast. People were living for it, um, or they would die after they eat it because <laughs> that thing was raw. I'm sorry, it was not. <laughs> it was medium. I oh like my. my... <laughs> it was. It was tasty. I implore you all to try it. You know, maybe I'll make you um, one with mushrooms or something, since you're a vegetarian. Um, I'm good. <laughs> Upgrade your avocado toast. I'm just messing with you, girl. I'm just I know, I know. But you get bored <laughs> cooking. You get so bored. Like, yeah, you gotta change it up. Yeah, you gotta yeah. change it up. And what I'm finding is, is that eating out in the pandemic, and not even like going out to the restaurants, but like everything mm-hmm. doesn't travel well when you, you right. know, do seamless or um uber eats or whatever and i also feel like the quality of the food is not the same during the pandemic like a lot of these restaurants is given subpar stuff well, I mean, so it's just easier to cook at home it's cheaper it's easier and it also gives you something to do because you're bored on the weekends i don't know i feel like i enjoy the um the food delivery services because you know sometimes I just get tired of cooking or I just don't have the time like you think that because you're home you're working from home that you know yeah oh you have so much more free time which in a sense you do but then these employers they don't respect the boundaries of like your personal time because I feel like we're working more now that we're working from home it's like you're not commuting you don't have to you know leave at five o'clock so they assume that you can stay till Six, six thirty, seven o'clock. Like I literally just got off of work. You did too. Me too. So, I, I came from this from, from work to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like you don't have that commute in the morning, so they're scheduling like six thirty, seven o'clock meetings, and I'm like, uh, yeah. 
And with the way this daylight saving time set up, I'm going to go to bed as soon as I'm done recording with you. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Have you gotten all your Christmas shopping done? Not, well, some of it. So for the, the my youngest niece and nephew, mm-hmm. um, I ordered their stuff and it is, my niece's stuff got here today and my nephew's stuff, I need to check the track and see when it's getting here. Um, but then the older nieces and nephew, they are at that age where they kind of just want money. Mm-hmm. And my my one niece, though, she did send me like her Christmas list and it was like $2,000 worth of stuff on there. And I was like, girl, I'm going to need to see that report card first girl. before I order anything for you. Or the cure for cancer. I mean, the hell. <laughs> These kids, I'm like, I'm like, I can tell you don't know the meaning of a dollar. <laughs> they are children. They are kids. They are children. Still. <laughs> Shit, bread is four forty nine. You know? Who eats bread? <laughs> you know I eat bread. Oh, you need it for your avocado toast. For my avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that gluten-free shit is like $17 a loaf. But... Well, yeah. So I ordered a sandwich <laughs> from this restaurant and... Uh, I didn't read the, the print underneath. I, it said it came on a gluten-free bun. And mm-hmm. that shit was like a brick. <laughs> so I bit into it. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this bun? So I took everything out of the bun. And then I looked at the menu again and it said gluten-free. And I was like, oh, okay, that's why. It just did not taste good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's hop into these categories for the week. Let's discuss the mess in the world. We need to drink first. So what you got? I always, because I was working, I had no time to get to the liquor store. (laughs) I had to roll from one Zoom meeting to the other. And uh, I'm just drinking some Sad Blanc. I just went to the fridge real quick, forced some shit and ran back, literally. (laughs) But I'm going to be prepared next week and come back with the festive, fun holiday cocktail. What are you drinking? It looks beautiful. It is. So it's, I think we did this last year. It's like a sugar plum kind of cocktail we did yeah so you the fancy way to do it is like you steep the plums and make the simple syrup and all this and i did not have time for that so um actually you can buy like a sugar plum um almost like elixir or whatever and it's a mix it's like really concentrated like a syrup so whole foods Mm, where I buy everything from (laughs) (laughs) and and you just so I just mix it with vodka and some um club soda to give it a little sparkle it looks nice a little festive drink yeah yeah so next week I'm gonna come with a creamy drink you know something eggnog rum Mm. chata like I always like those nice (laughs) creamy drinks for the holidays no because you remember that year we had that rum chata you was on the floor you know, rum does something Or that was Coquito. Me. What was that? It was the Coquito. It was the oh, Coquito yeah. that tore me up. It did you, yeah. man. I'm a liability <laughs> when I drink yeah. the rum. Yeah. Uh-uh. All right. Well, let's hop into the categories. For this week, Maurice, what are we talking yes. about? So first, one thing I did do this weekend was I watched the Mariah Carey, Mariah's Magical Christmas Special. I watched it like six times this weekend how long is it um like 44 minutes 43 minutes something like that 
Okay, so it's not terribly long, mm-hmm. but um, but it was everything because you know I usually go to the concert every year, right? Um, the actual concert, but you know it's twenty twenty, so she did the um the recording and it was cute. You haven't seen it, right? I've only seen the snippets that you can see okay. on like the shade room and such. <laughs> You know, the little, the little 60 second Instagram. Yeah. I don't got the, I don't got the Apple TV Plus or whatever. It's only $4.99, girl. You can get a seven day uh, free trial. All right. Quick. I'm going to get that seven day free trial. I'm going to put a reminder on my phone to cancel on day to six so they don't bill my credit card. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was like 43 minutes of like festivity. It had Tiffany Haddish, it had our girl, Billy Eichner, girl on the corner. <laughs> Billy Wait, in it? yeah he's in there oh, he's uh, it, then they had like some cameos of like um Heidi Klum and it had the little girl from Stranger Things I can't remember her name um Millie Bobby St. And, Brown yeah her <laughs> Millie, Bo- Millie Bobby Brown which okay. I didn't know she was British oh makes sense well never I stopped watching Stranger Things. I only watched the first season. She didn't talk in that season. So mm-hmm. then when she showed up on Netflix in that Sherlock Holmes movie, I was like, oh, she's putting on a fake British accent. But <laughs> it turns out she's actually British. But the thing I came to see was um, the O oh Santa remix that had Jennifer Hudson and Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the video like on YouTube? I did see it on YouTube. It was super cute, festive, and fun. Mm-hmm. J Lo, J Hood looked snatched. She looks great. Yes. Uh, didn't love Ari's outfit, but whatever. Mariah looked good. I don't know what kind of waist yeah. trainer she had on, but she looked great. Mama was snatched. They looked good. Titties were sitting. Them titties was sitting up. My man was like, is this a kid's show? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and he's like, but her boobs are out. They and I was like, yeah. they she were a, sitting. She had a mini skirt with a slit. It was yes. It was a lot. It was a. Lot. It was a lot of look, but she looked good. But she started. Um, yeah, like it, she looked good. And did you know she actually um, designed all of the outfits for? She? Yeah, she had like seven or eight costume changes because like every little vignette she mm-hmm. had on a little um a new outfit um but yeah like j-hud sang down ariana i was like her volume was really low like i was like are you is your mic even on she was very, <laughs> like, are you just she's very whispery yeah yeah like very like low tone and um but it was good. Like they brought like a different energy and different sound to the song. It seemed more, I hate to say the word again, festive than the original. Mm-hmm. It seemed more mm-hmm. fun and exuberant, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely like that Jay Hood or Jennifer Hudson brought something different to it, some warmth, some depth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the part when Ari and Mariah hit the high note, yeah. Ari like like this she made like this smile where like you could tell she was like life goal fulfilled yeah yeah like she she was it was it was it was just pure bliss on her face yeah 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 it was um she posted something and she was like you know the how it started and how it's going so she posted like how it started 
and the mm-hmm. picture was like this tweet she posted in like 2011 that was like i love your mariah carey and then uh-huh. the, the i was going she posted the picture of all of them together right. um, doing this single so and it's also rather significant because mariah carey was uh, allegedly given her shade when ari first came out with her first single that sampled well, mariah carey's song and you know it's nice to see them come full circle yeah i don't think it was shade it's like you know the media creates these feuds and it was like right after um ariana she did that cover on youtube of emotions you know hitting the high notes and then everyone's like oh my gosh she's the next mariah carey and mariah mm-hmm. was like well hold up bitch i'm still I'm here <laughs> yeah <laughs> like y'all need to calm down and then they created this whole like feud moment or whatever but right you know, i would say they looked good i was trying to figure out if they were actually in the same room together it was because hard it to is tell. very green like actually it's a blue screen they did a behind the scenes but it's like a blue screen um they were pretty much like socially distanced you could tell like the dancers were all like added in afterwards you could tell like they weren't actually performing while mariah was there um but at one point like there the spaces between them just looked off a little bit and i'm like watching mm-hmm. the shadows to see if they overlapped and they really didn't and then there was at one point where mariah kind of touches jennifer on the show you're watching shadows my god <laughs> <laughs> there's one part where she like touches jennifer hudson on the shoulder but then she only looks at ariana like and then there's like a uh-huh. huge gap between jennifer and mariah and then there's a huge gap and then there's ariana so i'm like mm, maybe ariana wasn't like physically there at the same time right yeah and then there's it's no possible. like behind the scenes pics. yeah it was just, i was just trying to figure it out because i want to know well it looked very festive it looked very fun i'm certain mm-hmm. that that will get me into the holiday spirit so maybe i'll watch it this next weekend you should yeah okay i'm, I'm gonna download on like wednesday so i can you know or thursday get my seven free days <laughs> <laughs> all right well, um, speaking of the shows that I do watch, which are free because it comes in my cable package on Bravo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you also know Bravo puts the first couple episodes of the um, Real Housewives on YouTube now? Really? Yeah. So, okay. Before we get into the next category that's officially on the note, um, I'm obsessed with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. If you haven't watched, no man. The first three episodes are on YouTube. I actually have watched them on Bravo, but. It's so good. I think that it's just, it's great television. I'm here for those girls. But I also watched one of my all-time favorites, Real Housewives of Atlanta. And it was just the first episode of season 13. And I'll just say this. I feel like they had to lay a lot of foundation um, for what's happening, for how this show is going to be different this year, because it started filming in June. So it was at the height of the um, COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at that time, because we're currently in the height. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, shit changed hourly around here. You know, this is like our third <laughs> or fourth wave. Right. And at that time, it was also uh, the height of all of the unrest due to um, protests with George Floyd mm-hmm. and Breonna Taylor. So it mm-hmm. was a lot of that that they were talking about on Real Housewives of Atlanta. It really wasn't given, it was giving me very serious. And it wasn't going to be fun and festive. The only moment of levity in the entire episode was with my girl Marlo. No. 
I howled at that scene. I was laughing. I was laughing by it. So Marlo, like, I guess Cynthia Bailey was hosting a little, you know, luncheon or just yeah. a little gathering in her driveway. Because mm-hmm. I guess she didn't want people in her house during the COVID. Yeah. And, you know, it's just her candy and Marlo outside. And Marlo walks up with her face shield on. And she goes in her little Ziploc bag. She's like, back up. Let me take your temperature. Let me take your temperature. <laughs> she's, like, she's out there taking people's temperatures in the hot summer Atlanta sun. She's like, you know, I just want to make sure I, I ain't walking up into a death trap. And she's taking she her little measuring tape. She pulls out the tape measure. <laughs> that was yeah, but, that was funny to me. I thought it was hilarious because I did go order me a little um, thermometer. I'm just going to carry my little bag. Actually, those contactless ones are not the best at measuring temperature because you get a lot of ambient um, temperature like, loss and then just it doesn't read it accurately. Yeah, I was, best... some, I was somewhere and they did mine and it was like, she's like, you're 93.4. I said, girl, I should be dead. According <laughs> to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The most accurate thermometer is a rectal thermometer. Well, hey. It's like <laughs> <laughs> they can't be doing all of that can't at the restaurant. That. Right. I thought for what it was, you know, it, we got to see the, the same five ladies because Mimi's no longer a part. Eva's no longer a part. But we got our good old candy, Cynthia. Portia, Kenya, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, you already think it, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, they're introducing a new girl, but I'm kind of off Atlanta. I don't know what it is. I have much more fun with the Potomac ladies and these Salt Lake bitches. Well, it's a total refresh. I don't think it's that. I don't think, well, I'll say this. I think with Atlanta, a lot of the storylines are in like the maintenance phase like candy her storyline this season appears to be um her oldest daughter going off to college after getting that horrible nose job i don't know who yeah like she's a big girl her nose on her face yeah she out here here with a kelly price big kelly price body and a jana jackson nose it just don't yeah it don't it doesn't it's out of proportion with her face um, but her storyline this year is going to be like the child support with the, the baby daddy. But I'm like, Candy, you are a multimillionaire and you're talking about pension pennies to send this girl to college and acting like this child support is a necessity in order so your daughter can go to college and pay her tuition mm-hmm. and get the upgraded meal plan down at the um, dining <laughs> hall. I'm like, she ain't going to be hurting for nothing, Candy, <laughs> for this little... You know, that's not the point. The father should still be making his contributions. He should, and but, but Candy ain't hard pressed neither. Exactly, exactly. There's a lot more people who need that money, you know, that child support money to send their kids to college. Um, but her storyline, and I feel like that was a kind of a rehash storyline from a few seasons ago. Mm-hmm. You know, Cynthia and this wedding prep is going to be her storyline. But Cynthia, girl, you got married. Your first season, you know, we've been <laughs> we've been here before Thank with you. you. She's a nerd to be saying, you know, I never got the chance to have that fairy tale princess wedding. Well, bitch, the jig is up. You over fifty. This show, mm-hmm. this show, second wedding on TV. On TV. 
you know, is during the corona. She's just, she seemed very selfish to me. Very selfish. Yeah. And yeah. I'm tired of her storyline. Yeah. I mean, Mike is cute, though. Um, the, so then Portia, I feel like, girl, you out here getting protesting for a storyline. Like, it doesn't seem genuine to me. Sure does. Like, uh, I can't even remember what her storyline was last season. But the her the, the her the her uh, hot dog stand baby daddy uh, she's on her. That's right, that's right. Yes. And they have since um broken up again. But yes. I just feel like that that's your whole storyline. Like I, I it just doesn't come off as genuine to me because I don't remember Portia doing anything civic or civil related. I mean she you keep know. bringing up she keep bringing up her great granddaddy and stuff. But honey, that was Mr. Hosea Williams. That was not the Portia Williams. This is the right. same woman who thought that the Underground Railroad had a conductor. It was the actual that. train. Yeah, like we ain't gonna let you forget that. <laughs> and so I just don't remember her doing anything surrounding civil rights, racial reckoning, or anything. So it just seems a bit forced to me because I feel like she didn't want to talk about that messy ass relationship anymore. And she was like, well, what can I do? And she was out there with some other like, reality stars it just seemed mm-hmm. flying to kentucky happened. to get yeah. arrested right like girl you could have drove there for that right. it ain't that far um but the thing the storyline i did um enjoy or I, the part i did enjoy was or not even enjoyed it it just seemed more authentic was kenya's you know her whole relationship breakdown of the marriage she gained 30 pounds um, because of she gained every every one of them thirty pounds. I think she yes. was a lot of it was she. Uh, I mean, you know, Mama but Dick. that's real. But that's real because that's when you get depressed and you feeling getting in your feelings, I mean, you might you know just eat the whole cake or get that ice cream or eat your right. feelings or you know you're unhappy I mean, so you. <laughs> I'm an emotional eater. I yo yo. My waistline, right. everything from a 36 to a 32. I'll be up and down. You know, I eat my feelings. Yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of people do. And I think that's why, <laughs> you know, when she was like, I couldn't even zip my dress up all the way. And mama's face was full. Them arms was thick. And, you know, I think that was a, a point where people can relate to. And it's like, okay, I'm unhappy in this relationship. It's a lot of stuff going on with like, her being now being a single mom and you know the breakdown of the relationship the pandemic happens you get and a lot of stuff going on and you know she had uber eats coming down on the regular <laughs> so for her that good good but think about Kenya, <laughs> right. i just i feel bad i do feel bad for her. i think i pity her more than anything because mm-hmm. it was quite evident to me that mark never really liked her nor respected her. Like, she has to fly to New York to go see him. He won't come yeah. to see her. When she goes there, she has to stay in a hotel. You know, that, yeah. Like, girl, you flying all the way up, up north and don't need to get to stay in the old man's house. He making you pull out the annex for a hotel. Excuse me? What? Yeah. When she said they stay in a hotel together, I was like, oh. Come on. No, oh, man. And he talked yeah. to her all types of crazy. Like, he don't yeah. care. What's he keeping him back can. in New York? You know? Like, come on. Well, I mean, he does have those restaurants, but you can get a manager for that. 
surely can, just like the OLG ass candy. <laughs> candy. So much. But I don't know what she did in between that filming and the confessionals, because Mama is snatching them confessionals. Like, she is and getting then, it back together, yeah. Yes, her lawyer gave her a nice little pep talk, too. He so did nice. at the end, yeah, yeah. The one thing I don't like about the confessionals is that it's just black in the background. And I don't know right. how long they're going to use that. Yeah, it's a little That looks very austere. At least on Potomac, they had like, you know, them sitting in their little ugly decorated houses. Yeah. The did you watch the finale? Confessionals. <laughs> I didn't watch the finale yet. I did not. I have to watch it tomorrow. Okay. All <laughs> <laughs> so in the yellow dresses, right? That is the reunion. Yeah. Oh, what's the in what's the, the finale where they start fighting in the club? Yeah, they were fighting in the club. The thing with Atlanta is I don't I hope that they give us a bit more this season because the whole season can't be Porsche protesting. The whole season can't be, you know, this whole build up to um Cynthia's wedding. The whole season can't be Candy and this child support, which she does not need. Yeah, I just it feels we like the, the shipper situation happened, so we're just waiting for that. Yeah, but similar to Potomac, I don't want that to be like they built built up to Monique and Candace fighting the whole season, and then they spent the rest of the season talking about it. So I just hope that, right. and it turned out to be nothing like even that major of a fight. But I just hope that they they're not building up to this stripper situation, which turns out to be not. Right. nothing you know so to the premiere was missing something i'm not gonna say it was missing nini because i don't believe that but i think that yeah it's just it wasn't it started off low maybe they're gonna build it up and give us a a good season maybe they're starting off real slow well here's hoping we'll good luck at Lena. yeah Andy, get your girls together. Yeah. Of course, I'm a watch. Well, speaking of watch, I did watch today for some strange reason, because I never watch her show, is Mm -hmm. the Wendy Williams show. And um, I watched because I was just like tired of watching the news. And I do watch them every day. So I like was like, I got, I thought the hour was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I did watch Wendy, and she was talking about like how her mother passed away. Yeah, I did see that. So like, you know sorry i want to but she said it was many 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 several many weeks ago so what she was, it was like, yeah she was like y'all late but it's a private family matter and i want to discuss it but she's also really oddly sentimental she seemed a little off and that's all i'm gonna say about that but what she feels this morning i'm not i'm not making that allegation i'm just saying oh, she like seemed you. a little weird like she like saved seats for her mom she had like a whole confetti thing to announce that her mother had died it was weird (laughs) and um like it's like my mother died confetti it was just it was it was like cringeworthy also cringeworthy is the preview for wendy the movie (laughs) that's the type it's called wendy williams the movie um Premiering on Lifetime. And she did you know that? Called it. <laughs> called it what? How you doing? The Wendy right. Williams story. <laughs> exactly. 
that would have been a great, a great, great title. But the movie is um, salacious looking. Um, it, you can tell that they had a cheap costume and wig budget. <laughs> uh, it's very bright, it's very garish, it's very tacky. The acting is like, you know, definitely Tyler Perry level. Oh, the man. And um, the woman that she cast, I don't know the young woman's name that she cast to play Wendy, but she's walking around with a hell of a breastplate. Yeah. <laughs> she's a really, she, but she's a very thin woman otherwise, but a very beautiful woman as well. Um, so, you know, Wendy was very favorable in her casting. But the only parts of the pre, because I did not watch the whole film because I'm not going to waste, well, not, one, I'm not going to call it the film, and two, I'm not going to waste that much time in my life. <laughs> but um, the preview was laughable because you just see um, the, the three things I noticed most were the Wendy, the Whitney Houston interview. Yes. Um, you know, some drug paraphernalia in discussion. Mm-hmm. And her falling out as a Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's pretty much, that's just the takeaways. It's like when you watch one of those trailers, they give you the whole movie. You saw the trailer. You don't need to see the movie. You saw all you needed to see. Um, so that's, that's good. I wish her luck with that. Also, well, did you see that Lifetime's coming out with a KFC movie? It's just, it's almost laughable. Yeah, with, um, what's the name? Slater from Save by the Bell. Yes, Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. <sighs> He's still nice, flexible. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I did see the trailer. I think the movie comes out in January okay. of next year. Um <sighs> I know she was in, Wendy herself was involved in the production of this. I think she's maybe the, I don't know, van, she got some kind of vanity title, I'm sure. But I don't know how involved she was. I'm pretty sure she cast this lady herself because she wanted someone who was more attractive, much thinner. I was like, girl, you ain't never mm. been that thin. Right. And, and she also has ankles. <laughs> that was mean. That was horrible. Sorry. And <laughs> she didn't give me Wendy though. Like she didn't like if she was standing when she was laid out on the floor as a Statue of Liberty, she gave me some Wendy there. But like her voice <laughs> didn't give me Wendy. Her mannerisms didn't give me Wendy. Them big ass titties <laughs> she has stuffed in that shirt. I was like, okay, but Wendy Waze is not that small. So right, I'm not feeling it, but it just seemed like poor, ca- poor casting to me. As far as like the woman's acting ability, like the look, okay, you know, you could see she wanted to look good, of course, on the mm-hmm. screen. Um, but like the acting ability, I don't know. Like she could have got Tasha Smith or somebody, you know, to yeah. really give you that Jersey flavor. You know. I'm sure the budget was li- really limiting. Oh, oh, yes. Well, it was a Lifetime movie, and you know they be exactly. fucking up. Like, that Wendy movie, I mean, that uh, Whitney movie from a few years. Oh, the Leah movie. The Tony Braxton movie is actually pretty good. But, you know, I think that, was, again, you're right. Like, it's a Lifetime movie. It's the audience. Mm-hmm. I think that you kind of come to expect messy. That's going to be horrible. Yeah. yeah. It's like good, bad TV. Like that's what that's what that's what the people come here for. They're not looking for no Meryl Streep. They want they want no Viola Davis performance. <laughs> it's Wendy Williams. That's true. That's true. 
I mean, it, I'm going to watch it. It comes on January 30th at 8 p.m. on Lifetime. I'm going to watch it. Okay, we'll report back. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Well, also speaking of craziness, uh, did you hear about Miss Carol Baskins? No. Well, you know that she's she was a guy claim to fame in that documentary earlier this year called Exotic Joe or Tiger King. Mm -hmm. She was like his arch rival and she was running a big cat conservatory and she allegedly killed her husband and fed his body and remains to the cats. Well, she's still operating her cat rescue um, (laughs) in Oklahoma during a pandemic. And didn't a couple of cats die from the pandemic and get to catch the COVID in the beginning? Yeah, like house cats or like tigers? Like tigers and lions and bears. Like big cats. Well, you know they, catching, um, they are the killing bear. all they're killing all the minks. Yes, so all the minks are coat. dying. Child, supply of demand. Real cheap. <laughs> yes, they kill for, all the minks. All the minks are dying. I know, I saw it. And then they were like, I don't know what the term cull means, but I read it in the article. They're like, you know, they're culling all the minks. And, yeah, it just means to... Like population control. No, call oh, okay. me to kill for to a kill. purpose. Yeah, like population. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, all the minks are like dying due to the COVID. Give me a nasty chinchilla coat. Yes. Let me know when the chinchillas get it. <laughs> we don't do fake fire over here at Category Is. Give us one of them COVID minks. Thank you. <laughs> right. They got to die anyway. Like, Peter, right. y'all need to chill. Y'all need to chill. Right. They were, but they're saying they're not going to sell the COVID mix until they know that they can't transmit the disease. I'm like, but it's dead. Like, don't let it go to waste. <laughs> right. Die. I want a nice deep, like, aubergine one. I want a nice, like, eggplant color one. <laughs> I think it looks nice. Exactly. <laughs> I want that silver and black chinchilla. I'm going to be like, look him <laughs> walking down the street. A best, a best. Well, someone was at uh, Miss Carol Baskin's. Big Cat Conservatory was bit by a tiger. Oh, wow. So I don't know why these people keep messing with these big, large animals and, and testing fate, but... I don't know why Miss Baskin is not in somebody's prison, because what she did on Dancing with the Stars was horrible. Like, she needed to be arrested <laughs> just for that. It was horrible, and you know they only cast her on there because of the whole Tiger King Oh, Netflix sure. Stuff. Right. It was a mess. They could have at least cast her in the damn um, Savage video. (laughs) With Megan Megan Thee Stallion. That would have been a cute little casting. I did not want to see Carol twerking upon that tiger in that video. It was Uh, a mess. Your girl, um, Tyra Banks, was the host of Dancing with the Stars this season. How was she? Mama is not suited for live TV. I'm gonna just say that. Okay. Um, it she's was a very. Crazy. She's a little. She's it a was very. Yeah, it was very like kooky. Like they did have a lot of technical issues this season, like a lot more than I've ever seen in any season. So I think they were trying to set her up for the okie doke, but because mm. she would have like those Steve Harvey moments where she would announce the wrong thing, and then it was just they would have to go back and do it again, and she was trying to make jokes, so like her teleprompter wasn't working. Her outfits were hideous. But she's never had style. 
try to walk in with like the model walk. I'm like, girl, this is Dancing with the Stars. This is not AMTM. Right. It's it's, and she was kooky on AMTM. Like she's always Mm -hmm. she's always she's always been like a yeah a funny grave. Yeah, (laughs) but girl, get your check. Well, I think that's all the categories we have for this week. Do you want to hop into yeah, our realness right. topic? Yes. So we're a little late with this, but a few weeks ago, there was an incident at True Kitchen and Cocktails, which is in... Cocktails with a K. Yeah. <laughs> which, oh, girl, okay. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> but where was this place? In Dallas, Texas. In Dallas, Texas. Um, and so the backstory is basically that this guy, a black guy, owns this restaurant. It's supposed to be real classy. And, you know, he has, apparently the food is good. Like I've, heard, I've seen reviews, a few, the food um, is allegedly good. Mm-hmm. So he was having a brunch or something and they had a DJ and the women who were in the restaurant start twerking. Right. Everywhere. Like in the booth. In the booth, on the chairs, like right. Just I don't know what the video I saw didn't have any audio when the DJ was playing the music. But you could see uh, like the women start to get hyped. He was playing a throw that ass in a circle and he was playing body, yaddy, yaddy. Body is hot, but a lot of them did not have the body to be twerking <laughs> the way that they did in them seats. All, you know, all bodies matter when it comes to twerking. You know, we are equal opportunity twerk station. But the chairs got a weight limit. Stop. <laughs> and, um, so allegedly he came over a few times to ask the women to not do that or not behave mm-hmm. that way or not twerk over the um, chicken and waffles like that. Mm-hmm. And then he like basically they kept doing it and then he tells the DJ stop the music and then he basically chastises all the patrons in the restaurant delivers right. this monologue about how you know, he didn't create the space for that. He tried to create something classy for Black people to come to. Um, and then he starts cussing at them and telling them if they don't want to stop twerking, they can get the fuck out of his restaurant. Because he don't need their fucking money. Because he don't need their fucking money. Mm-hmm. Which, it was a lot to take in. So what are your thoughts on the situation? Okay. So my thoughts are this. As a self-proclaimed bougie black and uppity negro <laughs> i am well versed at brunching i almost have an olympic gold medal in brunching i brunch with the best of them i've done the bougie of the bougiest brunches you know at the plaza hotel and i've done the ghettoest of the ghettoest brunches down at the day party on the boat during the pride or whatever i i, I brunch runs the gamut right so i've seen all types of brunches um and i i I could identify with the owner of the restaurant in a certain right. aspect of this is my place of business. Mm-hmm. This is a place that I've created, you know, 
not even with the intent of serving the black culture, the black community, but that I just, I created with my own money. I got loans out here. I'm, I'm trying to employ people and you've come into my home. My business is like my home and you're dancing on my furniture and you're conducting yourself in a way that is not becoming of how you should conduct yourself in someone's home. And I get that these businesses hold themselves open to the public, but I think that we've gotten to a place in society where people have lost something called decorum and knowing right time, right place. It is never the right time to be dancing on furniture in a restaurant during the middle of the day. Now I say all that to say this, to counteract that argument is, is that when you go out to certain places for brunch, you're creating a sensory experience. Everything from how the restaurant smells to the soap that they use in the bathroom, to the music that's playing, to the way the waiters are conducting themselves, to, like every, the, 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 the environment informs the conduct sometimes. And if you wasn't at this boozy brunch where you're serving drinks out of old douce bottles, everybody got drinks on drinks on drinks, but it's no food coming out. You know, you don't got no security and you know what type of crowd you're trying to attract. And you have a DJ, a live DJ playing twerking music. Like there's certain songs that come on like Ushi Wali Wali or Shake It Like a Salt Shaker or Body Yadi Yadi. When I, it's like almost involuntary. I'm just going to start twerking. I can't even help that, myself. Um, that cash money beat. Right. For the 99. Like you just. It, Back that ass up. Yes. It just happens. And you can't get mad that you created an environment where people are doing, engaging in a behavior that is part of the culture that he claims that he have created the space for and then admonish them. See, what he should have said was, all you broke down ghetto Negroes get the hell out of my restaurant. I only want the bougie blacks here. That's what he was really saying. And I, I don't appreciate the fact that he just didn't get to that point. And also a lot of his statements seem really, really misogynist to me in terms of controlling women's bodies and how they conduct themselves and saying that the women who were twerking weren't respecting themselves or so how did they expect men to respect them? It was very misguided. But then at the same time, most of your um, clients or um, customers are women. So it yeah, was just- Yeah, I didn't see any men in there. Was very, it was really like just misguided and totally off. And I think that I would not patronize that restaurant. I would not go to that restaurant now. And I think it's not gonna serve him well. But at the same time, like you have to conduct yourself appropriately in, in, in spaces. But he should have simply asked those women specifically who were turking to leave and it wouldn't have been an issue. What's your take? Yeah, kind of the same. Like, I, uh, well, he did go over like multiple times he says, to mm -hmm. ask them to stop twerking. But then at that point, at the, the first time, okay. The second time, y'all got to go. Like, we know how people do. Like, they probably ordered one appetizer and everybody was drinking water. At right. the table, you know? And so I don't think you were missing out on that much money. You could have just asked them to leave and mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been an issue. Um, I do see it from the patron's point of view because one, you need to address only those people you have the issue with. Don't right. come out here. I'm oh, over God. here trying to eat my avocado toast and <laughs> you cussing at me like I did something. You right. need to handle that and keep that over there. Um, but then, yeah, I just, I don't know. I see it from both sides. Like he was wrong in the sense that he had the DJ playing the certain, like you need to talk to the DJ also and be like, right, uh -uh. Right. cut that um, cash money. You need to play some Kenny G 
and mellow them the fuck out because ain't nobody Some twerking Luther. at Tennessee. <laughs> right. You know. Ain't nobody twerking to Luther. Ain't nobody twerking to like Honestly. Anita Baker. Some Sade. Get it. Get a Spotify uh, playlist. You don't even need a DJ. <laughs> right. Honestly, truly. Like, like you know. Some money there. But yeah, I just think will it affect his business? Probably not. No. Because, but I do. I think I do have a problem with the fact that when a nice space, quote unquote, is created for you know us mm-hmm. minorities. It's only gonna be nice for so long. Before. Oh, 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 oh! Yes, remember back in the day in Philadelphia, <laughs> yes. they used to have the chocolate mixer. The chocolate mixer at this place on like twentieth of Walnut, and it was mm-hmm. called the chocolate mixer. And it was at this place called Rum Bar. It was Rum a really bar. nice, intimate bar, and it was like mm-hmm. where like the black professional gays would go. And at the mm-hmm. time it opened, it, it kind of felt a void because this previous spot that was kind of for the sophisticated things was called Bump. So Bump is closed has had mm-hmm. closed by that point, and now like. On third Thursdays, all the fully black games would go to the chocolate mixer. Yeah. And it was yeah. very classy for like the very first two classy. months. Mm-hmm. You know, it was business cards being exchanged with like yeah. business relationships. People being made. coming like straight from work. You know, you had your, from work, still had your blazer on. Dress. There was no shouting, no fighting. Mm-hmm. Bills were paid. It was very nice. You know, it was a very nice event. Mm-hmm. So I would always go. And then, and then like within the matter of a smooth six to eight weeks. Yeah. It became Wucha. The gutter. The gutter. The gutter. <laughs> yeah. The gutter. It was packed water wall. You couldn't move. Was there nobody up in there drinking? And then, you know, the establishment then treats the customer different. Because before, the, mm-hmm. your drinks was popping. The service was nice. But the then service was you, nice. When the, when the bar would be full with all these people who ain't buying drinks, the, the, the bartenders are getting frustrated. So then, like, mm-hmm. they don't serve you as well. It, there is this phenomenon when there are certain spaces for Black people mm-hmm. that are created with this intent that get taken over. And I oh, think that's yeah. also a discussion that's not being had. Yeah, I think that's the subtext for the that's, conversations that is... that's going to come later. Right, uh, right. Yeah. But are we like... elitist for even having that space? But let's not sit here and fool that other cultures don't have these spaces, right? Because right. it's not necessarily related to class or education, but it also to a certain extent is professionalism. It, you're looking for a certain vibe and energy. Mm-hmm. And when you shift demographics or other aspirational demographics who don't belong to that group are trying to come there mm-hmm. yeah. and take it over. Like, cause it over. like, like, cause like, okay, yeah, we want a black space, but what does that even mean? Because black people are so diverse and multifaceted. Do mm-hmm. you want a black professional space or do you want like a black, you know, post-collegiate space or college space, mm-hmm. like let's be more specific about who our audience is. And I think right. that Mr. Cocktails here wanted a really sophisticated professional audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the ratchets is paying your bills. So you might need to pivot your business plan. <laughs> well, I mean, that's his thing. Like he's, he had the intention of starting it or creating a space for, and he wanted, you know, the certain kind of atmosphere. And but the experience has changed now because once it gets taken over, mm-hmm. the people you were trying to attract in the first place stop going because that's what happened with the chocolate mixer. Exactly. The, the classy people, the people who, you know, were coming that's from tough. work, who had disposable income, you know, stopped going. And then you're left with the ratchets who will split, you know, an appetizer at a table of five. They might buy a couple drinks. 
mm-hmm. but the rest of the time they're they're not. And so yeah, your space is full, but it was like a very professional environment, and then all of a sudden it was like fights every week, and it's like I ain't yeah. come here for that. Yeah, and so now, so then you end up losing money because you know the people you wanted stop coming, the people who come don't buy anything, and then ruin it for everybody <laughs> else and turn the crowd away. Mm-hmm. And then you close down a few weeks later anyway. So right. get your COVID restrictions together, Mr. Um, cocktails. Right. But, but, the, but, the, but the bigger part of this whole discussion was that he needed to have his restaurant open anyway. We in the height right. of the pandemic. It was not a mask mm-hmm. up in there. It was not a None. six feet. They should have had Marlo up in there as security, Second making sure that people was getting their temperatures and making sure they're six feet apart. That was the right. true trifling part. Right. For real. For real. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I guess. Well, let's hop into our next segment, which is very fun and we love it so much. It's time for I Said What I Said. So this week, keeping with the festive theme for uh-huh. Christmas, um, I have an unpopular opinion. Okay. You know, I think that most people think of Christmas, they think of, you know, Jesus and mangers and joy and holiness and peace and love Mm -hmm. but i think a lot of people don't acknowledge that christmas is probably one of the saddest times of the year for many many people and it can what do the lonely do thank you do you like the emotions version or the patty lavelle version better patty oh thank you me too okay (laughs) (laughs) but it's just christmas has a lot of mixed feelings. And I think for me more so than this year ever, I'm someone who does love Christmas, but honestly, I'm like beating myself over the head with Christmas music, beating myself with movies, trying to go to the whack-ass Christmas village to be excited about this year and this season. And it's just, it, it cannot be forced. And I think that, you know, each Christmas season, it can be different. And sometimes it's been really, it can be really sad. I know I've had super sad Christmases where it's just like despair and mm. and, and sad. Yes, at the abyss. And you know, I know the abyss well. But <laughs> um, I think that what I do love, and anyone who knows me knows, I love a good sad music. Like, yeah. I just, sad music is my favorite. I could put on an a, 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 a Amy album or an Adele album and just be in my zone. That's where I love to be. So, of course, it naturally makes sense that my favorite kind of Christmas music is not holly jolly bullshit. It's that sad, sad Christmas music. And I also love sad songs that have a really good beat. Rihanna's really great for that. But like, Cause it tricks you. It's like a dissonance. So like, I one of my I'm gonna give you my top four favorite Christmas songs. Oh, okay. Um, it's Wham, Last Christmas. I gave you my heart. The very next day, you took it away. I also That's love number Prince. one in the UK every. It's one of my faves, and also George Michael's just hot as hell. May he rest. Oh. Um, Prince, Another Lonely Christmas. Oh, Mr. Van Dross. Oh, it's good. Luther Vandross, every year, every Christmas. That's it's a, a very, bad one? It's sad. Listen to the lyrics. It's about being all alone and being disappointed mm. and not getting what you want. And then my number one favorite is the Patty LaBelle version, not the emotions versions of What Do the Lonely Do? <laughs> what do the lonely do at Christmas? At Christmas? That's an important question to ask. What do they do? What, what do, do they, they do? do? What do they do? I don't know. It's just not Christmas without a good old sad song. You know who needs a Christmas album? What? Adele. That might be her she, next pivot. She she would kill the genre. 
She was, she, yeah, she would slay it. She would slay S L E I G H, <laughs> a Christmas album. But she needs to make it really sad. Really sad. Because she does that yeah. well too. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Well, no, she does. She does. <laughs> but like, even Mariah's songs are, are um, sad. Like, All I Want for Christmas is You is about your lover not being there or you wanting them back or trying to have this connection at Christmas. It just has a uplifting beat. Miss You Most at Christmas Time is another one. Uh, it's a remake, but um, Baby, Please Come Home. Mm, I guess. It's sad. I think it's the way it's sung. Mariah Carey is like super, super festive. That's probably the 50th time I've said that word. Do I owe her money? I feel like she owns that word or something. She should. <laughs> her pictures beside that word in the dictionary. What I said for this week. So mine is a bit more serious um, because, you know, the um, December 1st of every year is World AIDS Day. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, the HIV AIDS epidemic has, you know, ravaged the LGBT community for decades. And, and you know, every year it's, it's a thing on December 1st to remember the people that have mm-hmm. been lost to um, HIV and AIDS and the strides that the community and the, the world are trying to make to eradicate the HIV virus. This mm-hmm. year, 2020, people I just was annoyed because um you know a big slogan surrounding HIV awareness is know your status Mm -hmm. but this year you know we have the COVID virus and I just (laughs) people are posting and it was very insensitive to be doing this on you know World AIDS Day people are posting know your status but it was in regards to knowing your COVID status. Oh, girl. And I was like, uh, yeah, they're not the same thing. And yes, COVID is serious, but you can't take that slogan and apply it to knowing whether you can board this airplane to go on vacation or not. Like they're saying, know your status, meaning, oh, I know your status so you can be safe at at Thanksgiving and go see your family. Know your status so you can board this flight to wherever, Mexico. Everybody's going to Cancun. Wow. Yeah. Tulum and Cancun. Tulum. Yeah. 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 That's that's super misguided because to me, right, like, Mm -hmm. I guess there is like some analogy between like safer sex practices and the whole COVID thing because they're both communicable diseases right like the the, the safest sex is no sex right so like the safest way to socially distance is to stay in your house (laughs) like don't engage with the public like even if you have a small gathering you know it's like there's still a chance of getting something something like you know wearing a mask over your mouth but not your nose is like you know putting on a condom but then pulling it breaking it at the top and pulling it down (laughs) to the base it's not wearing a condom at all it's just there's there's some analogy but like the only valuable covid test is a positive one because now we know that you need to take certain measures to protect yourself but you could test negative 
and get, while getting a COVID test and walk out the door and then contract it. So it's just like, right. know your status right. does not help you prevent it from spreading to others. It's not a get out of jail free card. It's not a, a negative COVID test is not a vaccine. Right. That's and to me. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And y'all just can't co-opt the, the, the slogan like that. Like I think, right. <sighs> yeah, it's just, it's just too much. And y'all just need to stop because yes, COVID is serious, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And take a look, like come up with your own slogan come up with your own right. stop being so lazy right yeah <sighs> but um, that was it I said what I said I hear that just wear your fucking yeah. mask how about that and Little stay darkness. the fuck home <laughs> stay the fuck home well let's hop on to our final segment of the show and our favorite one. It is time for tens, tens, tens across the tens board. across the board. Who's your tens this week? My tens this week goes to Auntie Dionne Warwick. <laughs> you know, this year has brought us joy in many different ways. Um, the internet has been undefeated in 2020. The internet has brought me so much joy. The memes have carried me through. They have lifted me from the abyss of despair and sadness and and brought me laughter and hope. Mm -hmm. And one of the most unexpected individuals to do that was Dionne Warwick. She announced today that she runs her own Twitter account. She don't have no assistant that runs her Twitter. She types all her own Twitters and she tweets what she wants to tweet. And she's doing it in (laughs) supreme auntie fashion. She's calling out folks. She's calling out these young kids with these foolish, silly names. She's getting the answers that we need answered. She's asking the important questions like, hi, at Chance the Rapper, (laughs) very obviously a rapper. Why did you put it in your stage name? I cannot stop thinking about this. And Chance the Rapper was so happy that like, she just dragged him. But yes, that's Miss Dion on your phone. She also came for the weekend. She's like, why did you put the in your name? And why is weekend spelled wrong? Mm. And she also says she supports women supporting other women. She supports Megan Thee Stallion. But then she also said anyone who has a V in their name, she's coming for them. Because she needs to know. Really? She wow. needs to know. And that's just one thing I can say. Like, I know I'm officially getting old because I don't know the most popular songs that are on the radio. Like, I was driving today. And I heard this song by Sweetie or Saweetie. I can't, again, I can't say her name. But it's, it was cute. It was about breaking up with her man and sending him back to the streets. And I said, ooh, I sent it to my sisters who were younger than me. They're like, uh, you know this song, you're late. And I was like, okay, oh, wow. I'm officially getting old. But these young these young artists, they spell things without the vowels. They turn the, the U's and the V's. It's very confusing. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say tens to you, Auntie Dion, for asking the important questions. Thank you. They... <laughs> They were making memes out of Andiyan from when she was on um, Celebrity Apprentice, and she was mean as fuck on there. It was the season with Star Jones, and I believe that was the season Nene was on too. Nene, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, do you remember when Toya were... Jackson? I forgot she was. Was she on that season? <laughs> she was. Oh, wow. Remember oh, Nene wow. called her Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> That's where they <laughs> looking like cats. <laughs> so I remember that now. Oh my god, <laughs> child, that was a mess. And she was cashing them Trump checks. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, so they were making 
this meme or out of out of Aunt Dion where remember so like around the election when they were you know counting the votes and it was taking too long and they put up the clip of Aunt Dion which when they were running that pizza shop or that some kind of restaurant and Aunt Dion was in charge of um the register the cash uh-huh. register uh-huh. <laughs> and she wrote everything down on the pad like so slow and she was like you could tell she was adding in her in her head and the star comes over and she was like yeah we got to hurry up we got to hurry up and she's like okay okay we're gonna get it done <laughs> we're gonna get it done but you need to come <laughs> God. I didn't I see that one was you have to it was it hilarious to oh my god I'm gonna send it to you because that <laughs> was funny <laughs> oh my god she was so mean that, that season Oh, yes. Tense you, Aunt Dion. Yeah. Who's your tip? My tip this week is going <laughs> is going to another legendary queen. I'm giving tens to Shangela from RuPaul's Drag Race alone. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if you know this, but Shangela. Um, created a foundation called Feed the Queens COVID-19 Emergency Relief Relief Fund. She partnered with the Actors Fund, which is um, this organization that helps people in the acting community. Um, so she is raising money to help um, basically give donations to drag queens. Uh-oh. <laughs> to drag queens and entertainers who are out of work because you know bars are closed and you know a lot of their their livelihood comes from getting those tips at the, at the bars when they perform and they're just not able to do that anymore so um if you go to i believe it's feedthequeens.org or .com, we'll put the inf- correct information down in the show notes. Yes. You can make a donation. Um, yeah, they're giving out like food gift cards. They're allocating a specific amount for queens of color um, to give them um, some relief in this trying time that we are in. Come through, Sanji. Yes. One of my faves, a visionary. An and she is what? Sickening. And you could what? Never be sick, man, because you are not that kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but tens for her. We go, yeah, feedthequeens.com. We'll put the information in the show notes if you would like to donate um, yes. to the community. That's awesome. Yeah. So good. Glad I found out about that. I didn't know. Yay, Shanji. Well, awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us in another episode here at Category Is. Yeah, stay tuned. Our. <laughs> best of 2020 episode is coming in a few weeks so be sure to stay tuned for that we'll see you later bye bye thank you for listening to category is be sure to like rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts Follow us on all things social media at Category is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com. <laughs>